So we don't have an intro yet because we're testing the show. We might end up publishing it and it becomes something or it doesn't. Um, so if you're listening to it, um, hey. <laughs> so uh, Gadgen here. Joined by Vignesh, of course. Vignesh, Vignesh, what's uh, up? This is more of just like a, an honest conversation. Um, you know, the Banana Boys is kind of like this. Our show, Banana Boys, is kind of like this where we have conversations. But, you know, we do try to turn it up a little bit and, you know, yeah. make it more of a comedy thing. Uh, we have Off the Bounce, slightly more scripted because we talk about the topics and it's relating to the NBA. So there's no real personality other than, you know, what the energy we bring. Uh, controlled Chaos is pretty impromptu. Like, there's no real scripting there. It's just me interviewing people. But this show is Four interesting. Four creators, by creators. Four creators, by creators. This show is interesting because it's literally uh, two-thirds of the Risky Fox. We're sitting down, and we're just going to honestly talk about things uh, relating to sort of content creation, marketing, business, uh, e- like customer service, like a-, a bunch of these things that all get wrapped into creating things in a digital way. Yeah, because like, we are people. Um, this is not our full time gig. <laughs> yeah, we're we're right? we're we're humans. Yeah, and we don't do this full time. Yeah, but like what we do is like we use this as a platform to like test, to create, to just learn. Yeah, so we could apply the best skills to both the risky fox and to our everyday lives, and do what we do and put our best foot forward. I guess. Yeah. So I mean, if this episode comes out and you're listening to it, thank you for listening to our inaugural episode. Uh, it's called "What the Fuck Is the Risky Fox?" So, I mean, yeah. I don't want I don't want to take over the show, but I guess should I just start there then? Yeah. What? Listen, for la- for for people that don't know, um, we are the Risky Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, me, Vignesh, the founder, Gadget. Yep. Um, I'm the sauce. He's the founder, and we are missing the intern. Well, he's the unpaid intern, so... Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be on this show, but who knows? He might make a guest appearance, or if he has anything to yeah. share. If he's I not mean, too, like, he, if he's he, not he too does, busy he, doing he, what he does. He is a really busy guy. Like, <laughs> well, we won't even get into yeah. that. So, pretty much us three, we are the Risky Fox, but the Risky Fox as an entity of its own um, was founded by you, Gadget, um, yeah. before me and Nissanth, obviously. Yep. So what like we yeah we're here we're in 2018 we're this is the end of 2018 yeah, yeah, yeah we're here right now yeah um before we get to now yeah let's talk about where we were yeah I, I mean listen not to make it too much of a drawn out conversation but hey if you're listening to this maybe you're here for that drawn out conversation but I'll, I'll take it further than that uh you know i've always been interested in like photography and being creative that's always been a thing of mine and i'll try to paraphrase it as, as much as possible but like 2000 and uh, 10, 11, 12 is when I'm like, I want to take photography seriously, get paid for it, started getting paid for it, doing gigs, shooting concerts, uh, events, and that kind of thing, getting better at it, doing smaller parties. Um, you know, but even when I was in the mix, I've had, I always made my like five year plan of like what I want to be. And it's like, you know, in my head at that age, I was like, yeah, in five years, I'll, I'll have everything I need and I'll be doing this full time. So about that. Yeah. When I first met you, yeah. Like one of the things that I noticed about you was you would always talk about a five year plan. Mm-hmm. Right. And like that's like right now that stands out to me because like you just start you started like this is when you're starting something mm-hmm. like photography, like content creation, and you're already establishing a five year plan. Why do you do that? Yeah. So, you know, there's always like this kind of like um, 
now people kind of laugh at that five-year plan and gawk at it be like oh no you can't you need more time or blah 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 blah. but i think there's something to be said about putting out plans and having hard deadlines the mistake i made in 2011-12 was that me being foolish to think that in five years i would be quote-unquote done or like at a place where I can take it easy that I would be self-sufficient, self-employed and like making all this money. Like that was the problem, right? And I think more important than that is you should have like this goal that you strive toward and then it from like, and again, a crazy goal. That's something that's going to take you decades, decades, decades. But in between that, there's a bunch of like smaller goals that you're achieving along the way that keeps you motivated, right? So the mistake I made back then was that I was, I was misaligned with my five-year plan, but it's not even five years. Like, you know, whenever I meet someone and I introduce them, like I'm always thinking broader, right? What are sort of the micro goals? What are some of the macro goals? And what are some of the like really macro goals and thinking in these grand ways. And, uh, you know, just to bring it back a little bit, you know, I started the photography company, which was a success, which fueled my ego to go and do these other ventures and buy these other domains and like websites because I had these ideas. I'm like, I want to get into fashion. I want to get, I want to get into things because I know that I could do them, but they never served a purpose. Okay. And the Risky Fox was one of those things. In 2015 is when I officially bought the domain for the Risky Fox. Okay. Uh, It was always in my list. You know, below a few other things, but the Risky Fox bought the domain, registered all the stuff around the Risky Fox. And 2016, it was supposed to be an online publication where I talk about technology, business, and culture, that sort of thing, right? Um, started publishing it. I started producing articles, essays, really, editor- you know, essays, you know, 1,500 to 2,000 words every two weeks on different topics. And then April, my son is born, and I go on a sabbatical. Like I just, <laughs> I just stopped producing content, uh, which really bruised my ego. But I didn't regret it because, you know, hey, you tested it out. Like all, gr- like not all great marketers. Yeah. yeah, all great marketers test and fail. Yeah, and or by do things by by 2015, like I've had a lot of enough failures that I was okay with it. I wasn't losing sleep over it. Okay, right. So did you just? Failing at other things, failing in, you know, failing in photography ventures, videography ventures, uh, failing in like personal relationships and business relationships, like just being exposed to enough failures there that when I had to go on this sabbatical, I was genuinely okay with it. I was like, I didn't feel regretful. I just enjoyed every moment I could with my family and being a father for the first time. So it was okay. And, you know, this is part of the thing where plans are great, but you need to also be able to adapt when change happens, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You make these plans as sort of uh, a skeleton in a way, but you got to be flexible and, you know, operate almost like, I don't know, I don't want to harp and try to make analogies that don't make sense, but like almost like be like ligaments and be flexible in a way, right? Don't don't be the skeleton, right? The skeleton gives you the path, right? But in any case, uh, I try to go back into it, right? Start writing articles again. Uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Boyan, uh, who Boyan. started the original Risky Fox show and we went to go more and do do more of this content right and that's where we started podcasting and started producing stuff and that really laid the groundwork for everything we're doing right now so so. right now we're at what 2016 2017 so this is all in 20 to the tail end of 2016 going into 2017 right okay. where it's starting to take more shape uh 2017 we're starting to record the podcast and then middle sorry early 2017 
I sort of go into like this um, flow state that takes place over a multitude of days. And I told myself, listen, before I turn 30, I want to find my dream job. When I said that was that dream job is something that I love doing and really aligns with all the big goals I have, like it has, everything that I do in this dream job should be things that I'm learning, practicing, failing at that ultimately point in the direction of me achieving my big, crazy ass goal, which I'm not going to talk about on this show. But again, it should point in that direction. And then the other thing is I don't want to pick up any more gigs that I don't love. So not shooting any you know, weddings or, 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 or events that I'm truly not in love with. I'm only going to work on things that I want to work on with. And then the other piece was creating this sort of media group. And the whole premise being, the inspiration behind this is that I want to create content and show people exactly how to create content and do it in a way that empowers them to go and create, make it so inviting. And that, you know, I knew I have a lot of ideas, a lot of, you know, good concepts and strategies. And I, I think I'm an amicable person. I can share these things. But hey, like nobody knows who I am. Nobody gives a shit. Like at the end of the day, if I say, hey, I have 15 reasons or 15 ways you can turn your business around, they're going to look at my offering, so to speak, or what I had at that point. And they're like, yeah, but who are you? Like you have nothing to offer. So I have a bunch of goals laid out. But for anyone to really take it seriously, the first thing I had to do was build a catalog, like build a library of work that was unquestionable, right? So 2017, laying the foundation, what I want to do. That is multiple podcasts covering multiple topics that I love. Collect a team of people and a small team of people that are super, super passionate, bought into the vision, but believe in having these crazy, crazy goals that wake them up in the morning that, you know, they're bought into the purpose. Not saying that they have to buy into my crazy singular goal, you know, but many of the goals along the way they buy into and they are aligned with and they believe in, right? And instead of getting caught up in the absolute number of people in the audience, more concerned about growth, like sharing these sort of traits, right? And again, the reason I want to do this is that once I, I feel I've established a good enough library, it in itself will attract an audience and then you get to be uh, taken more seriously. And then I can leverage my personal uh, strategies, tips, all this kind of stuff. My, you know, years, years of like leadership training, uh, customer service, business strategies, uh, store operations, whatever it may be, all these things that I know, I know, like I know, I know, I can then leverage it because I've cultivated this audience through this huge body of work, right? So again, middle of 2017, thinking these things. So, you know, the job thing happens. I have a gig that I absolutely love. Like I truly enjoy um, and then I stay, start laying the groundwork and, you know, we met, you know, in that 2017 period, uh, my brother seemed to grow up a little bit <laughs> and then, you know, uh, pulled him into the operation as well. And, you know, this sort of thing happens and, you know, the core product was the YouTube channel, right? Cause I, I, I knew, I knew I could excel at that, that I had the photography and video skills to create the material, but also I had the sort of. Uh, speaking ability and personality to actually, you know, deliver a, a good a good product for people that I can build an audience. So, you already tried this YouTube thing before, like oh, yeah. 2018, right? You because I remember 
2018 began and we like this, there was a lot of strategy talk about you know relaunching your youtube channel of sorts yeah and for for example like yeah you started with whatever number of subscribers you had i think it was somewhere in the 400 range yeah yeah right? so and like you grew a thousand subscribers in a year yeah right? i mean uh i i did i did the whole youtube thing like in 2008 you know and uh it was a baby back then it was a baby and i was i was growing and i'm getting an audience but at the end of the day i I put education first and I'm like, no, I got to follow this thing. And this is the way I got to go. And, you know, in retrospect, yeah, that was a, that was a fucking mistake. I should have just stuck to my gut and did it. But at the same time, like you, you walk your own path for a reason. Like, you know, the reason that we're doing this now, it's a grander vision than what I had back then. And who knows what I would have turned out had I go down that path. And I don't lose sleep over that. But, you know, I went down that road. So I knew what it took in a way. But I also knew that this time around, I could do it so much better and really have it as not the integral piece, but sorry, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't say that. I wouldn't have it as the only piece. It would be just an integral piece of an, a much bigger vision, right? So yeah, in January of 2018, I put out the first video, collected the feedback, put out another video, and the goal was to do one video a month, okay? And how many videos do we sit at? right now we have 28 published at the time of recording this this is like the second week of december and uh two more episodes coming out so in the first year we're at 30 episodes all right um so from 12 episodes to 30 episodes yeah all right so we well let me before we go to content we're going to talk about content but i, yeah. I just want to kind of like tell people more about what the risky fire i don't want to cut you off i'm sorry I do apologize oh, no. um but again you know, this became a huge part of it. We rebranded this whole theriskyfox.com from something about technology, business, and culture to creativity shared. And we tried to, we really had to pivot and move things around. Not because we're trying to like take a round, uh, round shape and put it into a square peg or anything like that. It's just because, no, I know, I know why I chose these pieces. I just got to go back and put it to the places that I want to invest in. So creativity shared has always been important to me. I love, I love seeing people learn skills and have those skills be transferable and to see their lives change through those skills. So this came from me being a leader, a mentor, uh, a manager, what have you. Like I, I, I truly get so much joy out of that. So I, you know, back in 2017, when I'm thinking about all these things, I'm like, okay, what if I can truly create an, a community? I don't want to be an influencer. I, I just want to like spark this community that, it's all about creativity shared where we breed this culture of like, no, there's no secrets. Like I'm going to show you how to take these dope pictures that I took. I'm going to show you exactly how I did it. You go do it. I don't, I mean, if you want to do it exactly the way I did it, go ahead. But I just want you to go and do something. You know what I mean? I want you to don't be that introvert all the time. You know what I mean? Or don't be that extrovert all the time. Like again, learn as much as you can. Take this free information, go do what you want with it. And you know, we'll talk about, you know, how we expect to monetize this thing and how we expect to continue doing a year after. We'll talk about all that stuff after. But here for what the fuck is the Risky Fox, it's all about creativity shared. We make dope shit and teach you how to do it. Two things that came from that would be, you use the word community, yep. right? Going from establishing yourself as an influencer to building a community. And then also talking about you having to pivot. Yeah. Like the Risky Fox itself as an entity had to pivot. Yeah. Right. Where did that pivot come from? 
And why was it important for you to pivot as quickly as you did? Because that shift of what what the Risky Fox was at the beginning of 2018 versus like Q4 right now yeah. are, are pretty much night and day, yeah. right? But do you feel like this is what the Risky Fox should be? Or do you still feel that the Risky Fox should be what it was at the beginning of the year and that you just had to do it for the sake of doing it? Yeah, and, and here's where it came to is that go out and do things so you can find what you truly love. Like I thought I loved analyzing business technology and culture, you know, talking about the latest iPhone and what it means for global markets or talking about marketing stress. Like I, Which you do though. You still do. I, I still do that in my, you know, amongst friends and in debates and stuff like that. But what do I love more than that is, you know, editing a video on a travel vlog I did in Portugal and then watching people watch that material and engage with it all over the world and then even seeing that one person say, oh my God, I got to visit Portugal or wow, I wish I could shoot like that and now I feel like I can. Like, I love that more, right? So it wasn't until that we put these content, uh, these pieces of content out and did the different pieces, tested them and saw what brought me the most gratification. Like at the end of the day, how do you know what you truly love doing if you don't go out and do all the things you think you love? Like, I, again, there's something to be said about trying things and putting it out there and allowing the market to judge. If we went and did the Risky Fox show and our article and the way that we did it and I got a ton of feedback, a ton of attention, but that engagement wasn't there, like it was still missing that piece, that personal touch of like people's lives being impacted. I don't think I'd still be doing it. I think that was, that was a big reason where I, where I felt like, okay, we have to become something else. Um, you know, even recording the show and the, doing the partnership with Boyan, uh, one of my best friends, uh, I really feel like it didn't feel like something both of us truly loved doing. Like we liked doing it. Okay. We enjoyed it. We enjoyed putting it out there. It was cool to say we created something, but it wasn't enough for either of us to say we loved doing it. You know what I mean? Like it was cool to do it and put it out there and see it grow the way it did. But, you know, it wasn't something that truly made us like uh in love. Ah. We're in love with each other, but not with what we created so at the time. We're in love with each other. <laughs> That's a topic for another show. No, 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 no. Okay. Um <laughs> this this here, like it just gives me I don't know, man. It just brings me so much more gratification because, again, I'll say this over and over again to whoever listens. Like, I, as the absolute number, I just don't care what the subscribers are, what the followers are, or any of that shit, really. Like, I truly don't because I have the fundamental belief is that if we maintain an, uh, this consistent uh, output of work where every week we're putting out content at this point and we truly love everything we do, Right, and we do it with purpose, and we do it with empathy, empathy, and we make it our effort not to like partner with, you know, assholes and eagles. Like we just get away from people that are clout chasers. That we will cultivate an audience. It's going to happen. That's just the byproduct of this. So, from a marketing perspective, right, coming from like that stream, yeah, right. You're from like you. You come from a science background. I come from a science background. You're mm-hmm. kin. Mm-hmm. I'm bioscience. Yeah, but. It's strange though how like we come yes. from these health science backgrounds, but like there's also this 
business marketing sales sort yeah. of like thing that also you're, happens you're, at the like same your time. Your career is in like in like very like current terms, sales enablement. You yeah. enable people to sell through cultivating like yeah. sales programs, leadership training, all that sort of stuff. Learning management right? systems, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Learning yeah. management systems, all that stuff. But then you also come, you also bring that knowledge to content creation. Yeah. Right. Whereas from a marketing perspective, we're always talking about growth. Mm-hmm. Right. Growth, not only through the type of content, how your content is made, but growth in terms of like scaling your reach, mm-hmm. expanding your audience, your influence, your, your impressions, your engagement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you mentioned that being consistent, that consistency is what's key. Yeah. Right. And what we marketers believe is like consistency will breed virality. So yeah. if you are consistent with your content, you will have your viral moment yeah. and then your content will reach a broad audience. And then yeah. from there, that's like your, that's like that boost. That's like you going super sane yeah. that for the first time. And then now you know that you could get to that level yeah. and you just like make that level your new baseline and you move up. Where was that? Did you have that moment? Did you, do you feel like you have that moment? Is that where consistency came from? I wasn't even thinking in terms of virality anymore. Like, I know in my youth, and I say this like I'm an old fart, but really, I mean, this is probably like half a decade ago. I thought that, you know, I needed that viral moment. I wasn't even thinking in terms of that. You know, what I, what I, growth, what you alluded to there is, is way more important to me. If I put out work and I see that every month or every week, I, I prefer month, that there's consistent growth. Right, like take the YouTube channel where we were growing in the earlier months, we were growing maybe 60, 70 uh, subscribers per month, just the YouTube channel. Uh, now we're averaging well over 100 subscribers a month. I care more about that. And that's valuable to me. That means that the content that we're putting out is not stale. People are still interested in. And I like to solve problems around that. You know, like right now, the biggest problem I'm seeing is the controlled chaos. Like that's the stuff that I love to do. I do enjoy doing the content around hardware and software. Probably won't stop doing that. But garnering the views I get on the hardware stuff to this, like solving these kind of problems are way more interesting to me, right? Seeing that the growth rate has increased over the last 11 months makes me very happy. It's really proving the thesis that, again, consistent work, consistent work, consistent work. And that's one of the reasons why I felt like, okay, you know what? This isn't as hard as I think it was. Let me put out more episodes. And you know, we're going on 30 episodes now. I think when you're a content creator, when you're focused on growth itself, not necessarily the numbers, you're just going to be happier because it's a better marker of your craft. That being said, I, there's something that are like, like, just don't let it get to you too badly too, right? Like, Love every minute of it. And I think this is, I think you can agree as well, is that we're, put, we're doing things that we truly love doing. You know, how, how many people can say that? We, we absolutely love talking about basketball. And we have our own podcast where we talk about that on a monthly basis now. And we share it to hundreds of people. Like hundreds of people oh, yeah. tune in. Oh. And, and we're growing that, but it's still something. And like, we're in the 1%, I'd like to say, of that. If you're looking at a global scale, right? It's all about perspective. The Banana Boys, we created a comedy show about growing up tumble. And if it was just a comedy show, I couldn't find another one. So correct me if I'm wrong, of anyone else doing this, 
let alone the fact that in the six episodes we put out, we've grown over 100 listeners per episode. It's bananas. It's our fastest growing show yeah. of all the products we've yeah. done, right? So that comes, come, that comes back to like the Risky Fox's online group. Yeah. You online come online media group. Yeah, yeah, online media group. Yep. You come you come for one thing. Yep. How do you strategize and think holistically mm-hmm. about the risky fox and say, hey, I'm gonna bring you in with whether it's Gadget and Ball on the YouTube channel, whether yep. it's Control Chaos, yep. whether it's Banana Boys, whether it's off the bounce. Yep. You you're you're you 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 draw an audience or whether it's even this podcast itself. If it becomes a podcast. If yeah. <laughs> like whether you bring like you bring someone in with one offering how do you get them to stay for everything else i i'll be honest i don't know if i do um at this moment in time of recording that is not a priority okay what what i'm really trying to do is create uh, create products that I love creating with people that are equally passionate about that and gear them to those people that resonate with that. So when you look at the YouTube channel for content creators that want to learn and also get advice from other experts, this is why I'm not, I'm not the person that's being interviewed. Like really in all these controlled chaos episodes, I'm interviewing other people. And then when I talk to them and a few of them are like, Hey, you should talk, you should give your story. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. Yet, because it's, I really feel like there's more importance in sharing other people's story and lending our resources to that. When I create these things, I'm really gearing it to a specific audience. So when I create the Banana Boys and partner with you guys on that, yeah. that's for Tamil people that have grown up outside of their home country in Western society. Yeah. It's made for them, right? I don't expect them to go to the YouTube channel. I don't expect them to follow me on Instagram. I don't expect them to listen to Off the Bounce. No, I just want to give you this piece, right? If anybody, if someone that's listening to Off the Bounce or the Control Chaos or whatever it may be or the YouTube, they end up cross-pollinating and going to these things and going, you've just become like a VIP customer in my eyes. Like, thank you so much. Like, you've gone ahead and done something that I didn't expect you to do. You've integrated into the Risky Fox ecosystem. And I'm just totally, totally just humbled by that. But I'll be honest. I have the respect for our audience in that I value their time. So I don't want to feed them things that they may not find interesting. So if you're here for me reviewing cameras, great. You'll love the YouTube channel. If you're here for, to hear me uh, shit talk my brother on our Banana Boys, then great. You'll enjoy the Banana Boys podcast. If you want to hear us rant and rave about who really is the MVP for this last NBA season, then great. You'll love Off the Bounce. I don't care if you listen to all of them or one of them. Truly, it's just about doing what I love and doing it for people that would love that product as much as I do, or at least close to it. Wow. So content is king. It really king is. King or queen, like you like whatever it is. From a content creation perspective, like if you're keeping your content first, mm-hmm. then naturally you're gonna see growth. Exactly. Is that, is that? I think that's the best way to put it. Exactly, right? And again, love every minute of it, right? I mean, you know, we talk about this all the time and, you know, people approach me and they're like, I get things like, oh, you should have way, you have way, you should have way more subscribers to your YouTube channel. Like, I can't believe you're only at, you know, 1,400. You're, you only have 17,000 views. And I say, thank you. Like, I'm glad you see the value in that. Yeah. But 
you know, I don't get caught up in that. Like, I, dude, I, I get to travel all over the world, meet content creators all over the world, and interview them. Like, Steve Cusato, who's, you know, host of Not Another Cooking Show, the first guy we interviewed, I'm a, I was a fan of his YouTube channel before I even reached out to him, okay? I ended up meeting the guy that has, you know, thousands, thousands of followers, but, like, just meeting this dope character who has his own cooking show, created in his own home, and got to interview him, you know? When I was in London, I got to meet a guy that's, you know, pretty active in, you know, this whole, like, mental health awareness thing and have a real conversation with him. And that spiraled into me just networking with other South Asian creatives. You know, meeting people that I followed for a long time on Instagram, but now actually, I, would, I wouldn't say friendship yet, but like real, really good acquaintances where we're exchanging messages back and forth and messages of support, you yeah. know, where they're watching my work, I'm watching their work. And, you know, to talk to an amazing photographer in New York or partnering with an Olympian and a neuroscientist and interviewing them and getting their story. Like, I'm already doing what I love. Like, who gives a fuck of any views or whatever it is? Like, I wake up in the morning. I'm doing my dream job. In my off time, any free time that I have, I'm putting out content that I just love doing. And I'm just getting better at it. And obviously, people, are, people come and approach you by saying, oh, you should have this. Mm-hmm. You should have this many followers. You should have this many views. But are they looking at the growth right because we're we're going we all we're, we're co- we constantly go back to growth yeah like over the last month we've added over 100 subscribers 300,000 minutes watched yeah on videos that were released in the last month yeah right we were doing the math right on average an average video is about 5 minutes long yeah right you drop about you know so that's that's like 6,000 views on its own yeah 30 300,000 minutes divided by 5 Mm. That's six thousand. Yeah. Right. Um. Sorry, that's sixty thousand. Sorry. So that's. So you see the growth coming. Like you're you're there. I mean, people do get caught up in the vanity play of, hey, this number. Yeah. Yeah. This number. Yeah. What are some of your tips as a content creator? Yeah. Who's like you're you're not just starting off. You're a year in the game. Mm-hmm. What are some of your tips for like, even myself, like as someone who, who's just like getting his feet wet into content creation or someone in general is just like, not to get caught up in the vanity play. Yeah. And just it's, growth. It's some of the similar stuff I said years ago about photography business is that if you're trying to become a photographer to just be rich, then you're getting in for the wrong reasons. You're not going to be happy. Like if you want to be a full time, put out dope shit. Yeah, if you're gonna be, if you're going in it to make money and be, you know, self employed, all this bullshit, you're just not gonna be happy. There's a small percentage of people that can do that, uh, but you got to take a look. Their, you know, work to pay ratio. Like they're putting in a lot of time and effort on those things. Uh, it's the same thing with this. If you're coming in just to become famous, become an influencer, and all that stuff, uh, I don't think you're gonna be happy. I, I truly don't. Uh, there's some people that can do that, and I would venture to argue that they probably for the most part are not in a healthy state. Um, I think what's far more important is to create material, test it out, find out what you love, and then double down on that, right? Like go ahead and make stuff, make stuff, make stuff and call yourself proudly a podcaster or a YouTuber or Instagram or whatever it is. 
and make things, make the mistakes. Don't be afraid of people judging you saying, oh yeah, this guy has another show now and it's called this, or this guy's on YouTube. What the hell? Like, why doesn't he just stick to his daytime job? Isn't he a dad? Like, fuck what people say, put shit out, test it, see what works, get feedback, and then double down on what you love. Simply, just like, that's what you need to focus on. Because if you, like, here's the thing. I wake up at 4.30 in the mornings now. You know what I mean? I always thought for my 20s that I'm a night person. I can't wake up early and this, that, and the other. And then I started waking up early. And, you know, I used to be a 7 a.m. kind of guy. And that was early for me. Then I got into the 6 a.m. thing. And then, you know, I got into that 5.30 thing. And then just a few months ago, 4.30. Like, that's my thing. Yeah. If I'm sleeping in, it's on weekends. And that's because I dedicate, you know, Friday to Sunday for the family, unless there's like one project a month that I got to go shoot. But 4.30 is what I'm waking up at, right? That doesn't happen if you don't love what you do, right? Like, you know, we have a shoot coming up on Sunday where we're going to a place at seven in the morning, okay? We're working with like high, highly, highly, highly trained athletes and Olympians and national athletes. We have about a three-hour break and then we're going to go interview two really dope artists, right? Like two just musical gems if you if you didn't love it you know Vic Nash and I didn't love it like you know we're not waking up at 4 30 in the morning but you know I woke up today mapping those things out doing sketches doing some mind maps all that kind of stuff because again I, I just love it I love every minute of it it's not for everyone but I love it right and a lot of this feeds into I, I shouldn't say all a lot of this all of this feeds into my like big crazy goal too right like it, it all serves a purpose so Again, for the content creators out there, a lot of people will tell you things about numbers, this, that, and the other. Like, just fucking be honest with yourself because, you know, accept the vanity portion of it and, like, try to rid yourself of it. Like, just seriously. It's not, it's not, it's not easy. It's not, man. It's, it's not. Because it is attractive. Like, you're sold this one thing, but you got to realize, like, all these social media platforms, they're advertising companies. They, like, they just, they're literally trying to sell you things all the time, garner as much data as they can whatever. So if you're looking to just become famous and just be a cog in the wheel, I don't think that leads to true happiness. I, th- I think it just comes back to you understanding hopefully what will make you truly happy um, and doubling down on creating things that you love. Mm. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You came with some strong advice. I, I don't know, man. Listen, we'll, we'll see if this becomes a show yeah. or anything. Like really as much as I just... Let's we have this is the thing. This show is literally just because we have these conversations on our drives, yeah. right? So like you know, it was we just like you know, you know, we we talk about like life. What do we talk about? We talk about life. We talk about trends and marketing, things that we could do better. How we can a lot of the time improving our own other content. businesses. Yeah, different businesses. How they're how they're performing. How they're doing. Yeah. How we can emulate what 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 we see that's working outside of what we're doing and yeah. like what we're witnessing and like apply it to us how we can grow yeah. i mean from q3 to q4 just like you said there was a massive pivot yeah, in yeah. The risky fox yeah. risky fox went down all the shows went up all the album arts got refreshed the yeah. brand took a stance we established our core principles and values yeah um now you know what the risky fox is right yeah like exactly. everyone knows what the risky fox is before like the Risky Fox existed on Instagram for quite some time. Yeah, yeah. And Yeah, I had that handle for a long, long for time. For a long, long time. And it would be it was like 
it was like okay from from a marketing standpoint when like where did you begin what was your first step in okay i need to market the risky fox what do i do what did you do first it wasn't until recently because really again for me it was putting in the work to build uh, a rhythm and a schedule that was conducive to success so again putting out shows weekly putting out episodes at least bi-weekly. It became weekly as of late. Um, and again, just having that work ethic down. Okay, is that done? Cool. Once that's done, let's focus on branding, artwork, all that stuff. So you know, people would have noticed that the artwork for the shows got better. Uh, the effects in certain and transitions and filmmaking skills got a little bit better. Audio was a hiccup in a couple of shows and you know, definitely a pain point for me that I'm going to fix. But it was all about get the scheduling and the work ethic right improve the things that you can, right? So again, make each episode better than the last is something I say all all the time. And then when it gets to a level that I'm proud to share this thing weekly, and listen, I'm always proud of it, but like, I guess you could say that, okay, now I feel like this is deserving to be uh, sort of, quote unquote, like marked down in history. You know what I mean? Like when people go through the timeline, they see it. That's when I'm like, okay, now let's use the handle. So, you know, it wasn't until November that I said, good, we're ready now. Like between the things that we're doing on all our four products, the content is at a level where I'm truly happy to mark it down in history. We then went ahead and just like refreshed the website, uh, stated our company rules. We got three rules, you know, go to riskyfox.com and you'll see it in the top right corner. Um, you know, just really went at it from a marketing standpoint and establishing that. Establishing who the, what the brand is, who the people behind the brand are. Yeah. And establishing our work or establishing the content that we create. Yeah. And, and, so, and, and what I will say is, let me just take, because, you, you know, who we are is important. And I want to talk about that for a second, just real quick. Um, this started off as a one-man thing. But what, what I'm doing right now, it's not possible without the team. And to get my brother involved and to buy into it, and you, who, were, who was a stranger up until like two years ago, to me anyway, um, that that buy-in doesn't happen with uh, overnight. Without, it doesn't happen overnight, but yeah. it's also it doesn't come without that love for the craft. You know what I mean? Like I like to think the reason that you guys are in it is because you buy into the purpose. And truly, when I say creativity shared, it's not just this mo for the brand. It's how I live my life. In that, I make it my mission to teach and and to mentor and to give you guys as much value as possible. Um, so if you're thinking, hey. I want to create content, but simply not enough. Cultivate your skills and look how you can give value to the people that you want to work with you just unselfishly. And that's pretty much what the Risky Fox is in two words, right? Yeah, like, Creativity shit. And this is the stuff that, you know, uh, years from now, it's one of those things that could become like, are you guys really about this? Or people will try to doubt it. And it's like, no, 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 we got the receipts. And it's one of those things that not only did we market that and say that's what we're about, and then also prove with the catalog. Like that's also how we operate. Yeah. Like, in, in day-to-day business. It's like uh it's whether whether I'm paying you for the gigs that we're getting paid on, or whether I'm just like teaching you actual fundamental skills or whatever it may be, or just coaching you in items outside of the risky fox. Maybe it's related to work or you know, business advice or you know, just people advice, whatever it may be. All the time making myself available to my team and giving them value. Like, can I change their lives for the better? And I think when you operate your 
uh, business or brand or Instagram handle, when you operate in that way, you will cultivate a core team that will buy into whatever you want to do and sail into like uncharted waters with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you don't have to nod your head just because you're in front of me and recording this show, but I'll let you speak to it. But what attracted you to like not only start off the bounce, but like buy into the Risky Fox and, you know, literally just you're on board for all the stuff that we do. So what made you buy in? Off the bounce is pretty much it started by. Dude, um, I was at a point in like. In my life where I just. I took a. Took a deep dive to move away from high security job, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. Know, consi- well, job security, right? Mm-hmm. Security, um, consistent money. Moved into okay. Hey, I really like marketing, right? Marketing. I realized marketing was my passion. I'm gonna go into marketing. Went into marketing. I already listened to so many basketball podcasts, and like, I just realized like me and Nissan would have so many debates yeah. about basketball. Me and Nissan like. We have a group of our like 2K buddies that yep. we all play 2K with. Like, we really talk tons and tons of hoops and would often get lost for like almost like an hour, or, like two hours on end about on conversations about basketball. And I was like, why can't we just record these conversations? Mm-hmm. Shot that idea at Nissan. Nissan was like, hey, we should ask my brother. Yeah. And I was like, oh, at the time, I didn't, I didn't know you. All I knew was Boca Blink. Yeah. which is a photography company. Yep. I didn't know you as a person. I knew Boca Blink. And I guess Nissan messaged you and you're like, hey, me and my buddy are going to start a podcast too. Yeah, you should, like, I'm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he relayed, relayed that to me. First meeting happened. Talked about it. Record. Yeah. The show. But then, just like every other offering, how you grow how you grow a team, how you grow a brand, how you grow a company mm. is you, is you, you, you attract the talent, right? You know, if you're, if you're an a, if you're HR, you attract the talent. Yeah. And what do you do to keep the talent there? You offer them everything, Incentives, the employee benefits. experience, the experience, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the benefits, yeah. Yeah. the experience, right? Like most HR teams don't go by human resources. Now they go by employee experience. Like yeah. you want to be like, there's, there's culture teams, there's experience teams. Yeah. What the Risky Fox did for me was establish a culture of hard work, yep. right? Hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard, Yeah, right? That's already something that I, I, I knew about. Yeah, people said that a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, knew, I knew that. I didn't, I didn't live that, Yeah, right? It made me realize, okay, I need to, like, th- there's so many, th- it's like, what I realized was, like, it's very, like, I can make a perfect basketball, basketball reference to it. It's like, the goal is not, the dream is not to win a championship, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The like the championship is a goal. Mm-hmm. The dream is staying, uh, waking up at five a.m. to go to the gym before this is Kobe. Kobe. Yeah, Kobe. Kobe. This is Kobe's yeah, yeah. thing. Like, yeah, waking up at five in the morning, yeah. putting it down, ten thousand shots. While, yeah, ten thousand shots. Yeah. Staying late to work on your free throws yeah. on a Friday night while your teammates are out partying. Yeah, right. Like that. Like that's the dream. And it's like yeah. I realized I'm like, hey, I loved photography. I loved videography. Yeah, I loved. Like, I love marketing. I'm yeah. like, the satisfaction of just stripping down all the knowledge that I thought I had, stripping down all this talk, like, the talk mm. of wanting to do things and just putting it to action and actually learning. Yeah. Fuel the passion to, hey, I realized I am helping grow. Yeah. 
grow this thing, right? Yeah. In whatever way I can. Like I'm here, I'm helping. Yeah. There's ideas flowing. Yep. Off the bounce turned into banana boys. Yeah. Right? A lunch conversation over a slice of pizza turned into banana boys. It was like the funny thing about banana boys, like again, it was probably the fastest like uh concept to release to and growth now product we've ever done. Yeah. And that doesn't happen without all the mistakes that we made and like all the pivoting that we did and all that kind of stuff. That doesn't happen without that. You know, once you do these things and you put in those reps and you go through shit and you like take criticism and you put in the reps, that's when you get fucking like ideas like this. You know, this is like, what do they say about Angry Birds? Like they made 52 games before Angry Birds. Oh. And Angry Birds was a hit, right? Yeah. Like, Again, Banana Boys, right now, we're like over 600 listeners. And for that, we're happy. Like, who knows what it'll be next year, whatever it is. To be honest, we didn't even expect like 100, right? We're like, <laughs> oh, no, our goal was to get 100 listeners by the end of the year. So we started in October, right? Our goal was by December, let's, like, let's hope we can get 100 people to listen to the show. Because, because off the bounce, it's it in such a saturated like podcast market, right? Basketball yeah. podcast. Yeah, it's tougher. Right? It's, it's tougher. Yeah, it's tougher. So we we had slow growth. We've hit that like 200 to 250 range. Yeah. That's that's slow growth, right? Exactly. That's slow growth. But exactly. then that, that's like, we know we've cultivated that audience and that audience is loyal to Off The Bounce. Mm-hmm. We're like, hey, we will cultivate an audience for Banana Boys. Yeah. Right? Because it's super niche. We went yeah. niche and we targeted even more niche than that. Yeah, exactly. Right? And then, yeah, we had, we had our viral moment with... Yeah. Uh, yeah, at a, at a micro level, but yeah. again, you know, uh, just to kind of go back to like what you're saying, um, yeah, man, I, I made it my my goal uh, to to again, creativity shared is like what I live by. You know what I mean? Like truly live by, right? Um, and I, again, I'm trying to get better and better at it. It's not, I'm not saying I'm perfect, right? But at the end of the day, there's something to be said when you go out of your way to whether it's your employees, your partners your real life relationships to just unselfishly give value and expect nothing in return. Yeah. Right. That's when you get these sort of relationships where people buy into your vision. Um, and like you said, the goal is not to get a million subscribers or 10,000 listeners or all that kind of stuff. Like mm-hmm. that, that's not the goal. That's the, that's the byproduct, right? Yeah. I mean, we're happy if that happens. We're, we're happy if this growth rate continues and, and gets better. Like fantastic. The goal is to work so freaking hard. I don't know why I self-censored there. The goal is to work so fucking hard, put out work that we're proud of, that empowers others to create themselves, to go out and make content. And in doing this, to do it with purpose, love, and empathy, truly, when we make these things, right? And as we do it, meet people that we admire and we respect, and they themselves have an amazing breadth of work an amazing catalog of their own work and to call them friends you know almost like brothers and sisters in arms on this journey of content creation um and again like just let me break it down people and projects like again it, it how many people how many people have you changed their lives for the better how many projects have you completed like yeah it, that's what it boils down to like you know it feels like every week we talk about this all the time. Every week there's good vibes coming in, you know, from people that either enjoy our stuff or lives that we've changed. Like already, I, I didn't expect this in, you know, in the first 11 months 
to have a folder on my iPhone called fan appreciation where it's just like screenshots of texts and messages and DMs of people that are just, you know, resonating with the with the work that we're putting out. I didn't expect that to happen. But fuck, here we are and we're recording our inaugural episode of a new show that we're going to launch, probably one of our most honest shows of just us fucking talking about this crazy journey and giving people our insights and how we think not holding it to ourselves like a secret. Like what our strategy is behind everything. Like, yeah. And again, yeah, as a show girl, you're, like, you're going to hear us talk about our strategies and what we do and be honest about it and our mistakes and stuff like that. And we're going to say things that we think is a great idea and six months down the line turns out to be a shitty idea. So um, I think we should just kind of like wrap it up a bit. I know you wanted to talk about Instagram especially because that's like our core marketing branch of this whole thing right and Which, how, how i see instagram and how i like what i place value in right i think that you know we can reserve that for a future episode oh is this a tease yeah wow you, you so i thought this was like a conversational show we're just gonna go off a win but you you actually did like a professional radio style tease yeah okay all right, man. Uh, listen, if you listen to this episode, thank you so much. Uh, we're still figuring out the format. There's no real outro. So I'll just tell you, go to theriskyfox.com and follow us at the Risky Fox on Instagram or Twitter, what have you. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy this thing and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Peace.